It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six oh six the time. It's is it Wednesday already? I kind of lost track of the. It's a Wednesday already. Wow! Over the hump we go. Let's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Let's take a look at some of the road conditions and temperatures out there. Then I'll go ahead and get into the news. Road conditions not bad around Wyoming. However, Cheyenne up to Glendo, especially from let's say just south of Wheatland up to Glendo. Watch out in that area. It's really slick and icy. But, yeah, in, in general, from Cheyenne up to Glendo, the roads are just kind of tricky right about now. Other than that, pretty much everything is open. If you want to go from Cheyenne to Laramie also, you can do it. That's just really tricky and slick right now. Just tossing that out there. Temperatures cold this morning. I mean, some of you in the single digits... I'm at zero right now, as according to what my thermometer says. So it just depends on where you are. But it's going to be that way for a while. We're just kind of stuck in some cold. All right. Yesterday, I played a little bit. And I know a lot of you have been watching it. And I'm glad you are. You can also watch it on social media like YouTube and Fox News and so on. A whole bunch of video from January 6th was sent to Tucker Carlson. And he and his staff have been pouring through the video and then just airing it and letting you see video that's been hidden all of this time. Now, it doesn't surprise me that a lot of things we've been told that happened on January 6th at the Capitol were not what happened. You understand why I have trust issues? Like, again, the guy in the buffalo headdress with all the paint on his face that's always howling whenever you see him in a picture... He was being walked around by a couple of Capitol Police guys, and they were being very friendly and chatting. And they're the ones who found an open door and let him into the House of Representatives. And he got up there on the speaker's podium and thanked them right in front of the cameras. The police officer who was supposedly beaten to death by a fire extinguisher is seen walking around. He didn't die until after this was all over of something entirely unrelated. So much is revealed in these videos, so it's good that Tucker is putting them out. Now, Chuck Schumer in the Senate, majority, well, yeah, well, yeah, I guess, yeah, majority leader of the Senate right now, and is always in lead of the Democrats in the Senate, whether he's in the majority or not. Chuck Schumer just hates this and wants Tucker Carlson taken off the air. Last night, Millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. I don't think I've ever seen a primetime cable news anchor manipulate his viewers the way Mr. Carlson did last night. I don't think I've ever seen an anchor treat the American people and American democracy with such disdain. <laughs> There's nothing that shameful that has ever appeared on American television in the history of the medium. And so, on the basis of that, 
the self-evident outrage of showing the public video that it paid for and has a right to see, Chuck Schumer called for the censorship of that video. Any information, and he did not dispute that it was accurate, the damages a storyline his party constructed and used must be squelched. And Schumer was explicit on that point. Because that video contradicted lies told by the Democratic Party, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, Chuck Schumer demanded that our bosses pull this show off the air. He's going to come back tonight with another segment. Fox News should tell him not to. Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, tell Carlson not to run a second segment of lies. I urge Fox News to order Carlson to cease propagating the big lie on his network and to level with their viewers about the truth, the truth behind the efforts to mislead the public. Conduct like theirs is just asking for another January 6th to happen. Couple of obvious observations. You don't often see the Senate majority leader openly call for censorship on the floor of the Senate as if that was totally normal and didn't contradict the spirit and the letter of the First Amendment. But of course it does. And it does. Yeah. So what is the big problem, Mr. Schumer, with just allowing people to see the video? I I would really love to know that. We, the American people, and as Carlson points out, we paid for that video. That's tax dollars that paid for all of that equipment. There's cameras all over the place. Tax dollars pay for all of that equipment. We paid for that, and we have the right to see exactly what happened. This is why I urged folks, you can go ahead and watch this. I mean, Fox News has it up, YouTube videos of it. But I would urge, unless you need a point of reference, who is that, what am I seeing, where are they, you turn up the volume for that. Other than that, I would say turn the volume down, forget the commentators, and just watch and decide for yourself. Again, you might need some reference as to that's who, what person am I watching here, where are they in the Capitol. Other than that, let your eyes wander and watch for yourself and then you can make up your own mind as to what you're seeing why i would like to know from mr schumer is it so bothersome to him shameful as he said to let the american public see for themselves and decide for themselves exactly what happened out of all of the video that was shot and it was something like 44,000 hours or some absurd obscene number like that video but of course the event didn't happen that long that's just how many cameras they have around the capitol so all of those cameras that adds up to a lot of time being shot there so why not just go through it and turn it all out and just let people decide for themselves but instead the january 6th committee cherry-picked not just the video that they wanted to release as did different news media outlets cherry-picked the video that they wanted you to see but they took it a step further than that they cherry-picked the witnesses that they wanted you to hear from and so because of that there's only a one-sided picture which is one of the reasons that i had complained when the whole january 6th committee was started liz cheney and one other who were already in agreement with the Democrats, but now it was a whole Democrat committee other than just two Republicans who already agreed with those Democrats. It was not a impartial committee. It was not a committee made up of people from different points of view on this issue. It was all completely one-sided. And that was the same problem. Well, I, I can go into the news media because they've only been covering this from one side. But that was mainly the problem with the investigation. It would be much like, let's say you were going to court, you were in trouble for something, and you were going to court. 
and only the prosecutor was allowed to talk. You're not allowed to talk. Your lawyer's not allowed to talk. Only the prosecutor is allowed to lay out the case against you. And that's what the judge and that's what the jury is going to hear. Well, then it's a foregone conclusion as to how this trial is going to come out. So to allow your attorney to speak for you, to allow the judge and the jury to actually see evidence that might debunk what the prosecution has to say, I'm sure is upsetting to the prosecution and the people that would like to see you in jail. But that's what I was asking for, and many of you were asking all along. Can we see the other side of this? Can we see all of the evidence? Not just the rest of the evidence. Let's see everything, which is something I prefer myself. Lay everything on the table. Lay it all on the table, no matter what it is, and let the evidence lead us to the conclusion. Instead, this was a foregone conclusion and cherry-picked evidence up until now. 615 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Sometimes the best way to start the morning. News, weather, and a pocket full of opinions. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Six eighteen is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Cold out there this morning. Yes, I got a couple of Casper people here. Uh, Jay and Casper. Another episode of Emperor Schumer, Palpatine, and the Swamp Empire Strikes Back. And Jim and Casper. And who was the biggest propagator of the lie? Uh, Lizzie Borden Cheney. All of the liars in Congress. She is the worst kind. The committee should be tried for treason and attempted to overthrow the government. Lying to get Trump prosecuted so he can't run again. Lying to crush a movement of the people to take back their government. They should be prosecuted and imprisoned. Okay, if you're just joining me, and actually I am gonna play a little bit, not all of that, but a little bit of that again. So Chuck Schumer, majority leader in the Senate, Democrat, of course, he is really upset that January 6th videos have been allowed to be seen by the general public. Tucker Carlson on Fox News just releasing the videos and allowing you to see exactly what happened and showing that so many of the things that you were told are just not true when you see it with your own lying eyes. Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours oh, yeah. shameful. we have ever the truth seen is shameful. on cable television. Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. I don't think I've ever seen a primetime cable news anchor manipulate his viewers try the way Mr. CNN Carlson did last night. I don't think I've ever seen an anchor treat the American people and American democracy with such disdain. Try watching The View. <laughs> CNN, MSNBC. Try watching them because they do it all the time. And I'm waiting to see. I want to see this because we really haven't gotten much of a reaction yet. Tucker Carlson gets these videos and he is little by little because it's only an hour long show. So little by little, piece by piece, he's bringing out more and more of the video so you can see all of what happened. there. And I would like to see Fox News take the entire video collection and just post it somewhere so anybody can just go and just watch 
But now, people like Chuck Schumer, they like it to be filtered. And so I'm waiting to see. We already know what Democrats in Congress want to do. And what we've already heard from news media, again, uh, MSNBC, CNN, to name a couple. But then there's other news outlets that are not broadcast. And we've heard what they have to say. I'm waiting for the reaction now. At some point today, The View comes on television, waiting to hear their reaction on The View to all of this. Oh, I'm sure they've already reacted a little bit. I want to hear the whole thing. I want to hear these anchors and the pundits that they hire come on and try to explain this away. And they're going to try. They're really going to try. And to me, that's where the entertainment comes in. When you expose a liar, we have the evidence. Here's the video. You are lying. Here it is. Then it's fun to sit back and it's, it's like this. You walk into the kitchen and there's your kid. Not only does he have cookie crumbs all over his face and on his shirt, he's got cookie in his mouth and his hand is in the cookie jar. And you told him not to. And so you say to him, what are you doing? And he looks and sees you. And now he's going to turn around and try to explain away and try to convince you not to believe what you're seeing, not to believe the evidence. And it's, to me, as entertaining as all hell to watch these kids that get caught like this try to explain it away rather than just admitting, okay, you got me. Well, I don't expect to hear, okay, you got me from anyone on the January 6th committee. It's not going to happen. And even then, news media outlets who only covered one side of the story and never got curious to dig in, is there anything they're not telling us? They just covered the January 6th committee as you saw it, but they never asked, and is what we are seeing the entire story? Is there more to it than this? Is there anything they're not showing us? With so much video available, they've only shown us a little bit. What about the rest of the video? Were there any reporters out there, and I didn't see any, that they were at least curious enough to try to dig into this story to find any other information? I didn't find one, did you? Because I never saw one. Okay, now that, again, Tucker's releasing this video, let's see not only those who try to cover it up or explain it away, but do we find now any reporters out there for any other news organizations that are going to get curious enough to go and pursue the story? And I really don't think so because today most reporters I find are either carrying the narrative for one reason or another. And it's not always because they're in somebody's pocket. There's different motivations as to why reporters go along with the narrative that every other reporter is going on. You have to ask each reporter why they do what they do or why they ignore what they ignore. That's always the case. Ask each reporter. They have their own motives. It's not all the same. But still, what reporter is going to get curious and dig into this? And if they do, what news organization will let them publish or broadcast their findings? Hmm, we'll see. We're going to have to wait and see. To me, this is where the entertainment comes in. So that's what I'll be doing over the next, as, as Carlson continues to release piece by piece the video.
and, or videos, I should say, because it really goes on for a long time, all of the different angles and everything. As he releases more and more of it, that's where I'm going to be focusing is watching the news media and politicians with delight, like Chuck Schumer getting really upset here and demanding that they cancel Tucker Carlson. Well, of course, for Fox News, just so you know, they look at this as a ratings boom for them. The fact that Chuck Schumer is up there demanding that the show be canceled, that puts a smile on the face of anyone who works at Fox News. That doesn't make them nervous. They're not afraid of that. They know that that means all eyes are on them. That's ratings. And that's what this whole thing to many in Fox News is about. Not just a matter of getting the truth out there, because there are journalists that work there. Yeah. But it's a matter of, hey, we want all eyes on Fox News. We want the highest possible ratings. And this is certainly going to give it to them. Now, I know some of you are wondering, those of you with me here in Wyoming, so is Liz Cheney going to say anything? What is she going to say about this? What is her reaction to all of this? So far, nothing. So far, she hadn't said a word. I wonder at, at some point when some of the arguments she made are proven wrong by these videos, at some point does she release a statement? If she's honestly interested in the truth, then she will have to, maybe not on everything she said, but on some of what she said, she's going to have to backtrack and apologize if she honestly is interested in the truth of it. Again, I don't expect her to backtrack on everything that she said. There's some arguments that she's made that she's going to stick by and she thinks she still has the evidence for. But for things proven wrong, by video evidence, does she step up and say, you know, okay, I can see the video and I was wrong about that and I apologize. If you're not holding your breath waiting, neither am I. We'll have to just wait and see what she does. Because at some point, I guess, is my guess, she's going to release some kind of a statement and she's not going to be completely silent about it. And up until now, Whenever someone pops up with the latest Liz Cheney story, other than she's going to be, for a while, a semester, teaching as a college professor, and she has other work that she's doing. She always stays extremely busy. Uh, Other than that, I ignore whatever she's been doing because I don't really care. Uh, Oh, Iady John. Morning, Glenn. Liz posted on Twitter. Did she? Okay. I will go ahead and see if I can find that because I haven't seen anything yet. But I'll go ahead and see if Liz posted anything on Twitter that I can find. If you have a link, let me know. Wild Covert is in Casper. Yes, it's cold north of Casper, Wyoming. Yeah, it is. I'm at where I'm at here is like zero. Many of you are in the teens and single digits right now. Temperatures are really cold this morning. And you'll hear in Don Day's forecast, we're going to stay that way for just a little while. We're used to getting temperatures warmer than this by this time of year. And we're used to starting to come out of the snow. Uh, This is cold global warming. You might want to look that up. Another thing that the media told you was completely true. And yet we continue to see evidence as every one of their predictions, or at least the vast majority of them, don't come true. But remember now, 
Don't you believe your lying eyes? You believe what you're told. Coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast right after that with those cold temperatures in. I'll see. I don't know if I can find it, John, but uh, he's in Granite Canyon. I'll see if I can find that tweet by Liz and get back with it. Again, if you have it, send it to me. I'd like to see it. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, I got the Twitter page from Liz Cheney on this one. So, um, this is, goes back to, for those just joining me, Tucker Carlson on Fox News has been releasing, little by little, videos that you haven't been allowed to see so far of what happened on January 6th, and showing in many of those videos things that are contradictory to what you were told. And... So at this point, I want to know the reaction. Chuck Schumer in the Senate, well, Tucker Carlson, his show needs to be just canceled. This has got to stop. This is shameful, is what he says. So I want to know, well, what does Liz Cheney have to say? She tweets, so far, this is all she said. She has a video of some of the violence that happened right at the front doors, which did happen. And I would agree those people who were pushing back against the police out front, those people who broke windows and kicked doors open, they need to be dealt with because you don't do that at the Capitol. Okay. But what about all the other people? There were people who were seen walking orderly through the Capitol, following all the velvet ropes, following all the rules. That's a lot of people that did that. What about them? What about the guy again in the buffalo headdress who you always see howling being escorted around by police and they're opening doors for him you know, the the police officer they said was murdered by no he wasn't you can watch the video so liz cheney tweets one lesson of january 6th is this trump lies spread on tv and social media provoked a violent attack on our capital she says, no responsible adult, and especially no American pledge to our Constitution, should ever deny what happened or repeat the same reckless lies. Okay. That's all she has to say about that. Well, that's not really answering the question. The question is, there are many things. Again, I'm, I'm watching a video that she posted in which I would say, yes, those people deal with it. There's people right out in front of the Capitol pushing on the police and physically fighting some police officers there. There's, and the police are using pepper spray and so on. Uh, you see the people smashing the front doors open and smashing windows open. Okay, deal with them. They need to be dealt with. What about all of the people who walk through peacefully? Okay. What about the officer you were told was murdered but wasn't because there he is walking around? What about the gentleman in the buffalo headdress being walked around with a couple of police officers? And they're chatting, friendly chatting. And they help him. They try several doors that were locked to get into the House of Representatives. They finally find an open door, and they open it for him. And he walks right in and thanks them. And that's on the video. And many other things that we were told that when you watch the video, well, that didn't happen. I would like to hear an explanation of that. 
Don't expect a decent one. I really don't. But again, to me, I'm waiting for the reaction from The View. That's going to happen. And media outlets like CNN and MSNBC, they're going to try to come up with some kind of an explanation for this. Let it happen. Let them let them say whatever they want to say. Because to me, this is the entertaining part of it all. Going back to that kid that you catch doing something he wasn't supposed to do, you caught him doing it, you you asked him what's going on, and now he's going to try to lie to you. He's going to try to twist and dissuade. Well, why do I have to say kid? Watch a White House press briefing every single day. And there's a woman who gets up in front of the reporters every day, and her job, no matter what the president said or did, is to make the president look good and make every little thing that he did look like he was doing something intentional and brilliant. That's her job. That's the kind of nonsense we're about to see. And this is also why I've said many times to people, you may not agree with me on everything, and I don't expect you to. I'm constantly meeting people who say, you know, I don't agree with everything you say. I don't expect you to. I think you're an idiot if you did agree with everything that I said. On the other hand, can you understand why I have trust issues? And this is one of the reasons why, as you're seeing here what Tucker is releasing, why people like you and me have serious trust issues when it comes to our government and our news media. And it's not just that they lie, which they certainly do that, they certainly lie, but how much they just get wrong. And you've seen this. Every one of us knows people like this. Someone says something that is really wrong, not because they're lying, just because they made a huge mistake. And when you point out the mistake, that's when they begin to lie, not just to you, but to themselves, because they don't want to be proven wrong. See a lot of that all the time. We're about to see a whole lot more of it. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. This weather. Mornings will never be the same. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go, and I say that because it is cold out there this morning. Currently zero. Why did I hear about this yesterday? Yeah, well, I didn't hear anything that was going to be zero yesterday. It's going to be uh, cold for a little while longer. Sorry to say, just it's just going to be roll with it, baby. I found well, that's some... what we've done all winter. Oh, it's yeah, wearing so... people out. Yeah, it is. This has been. Yeah, everybody's just kind. Of, even people who are born and raised in Wyoming going okay already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and wait, till, we're not even at the start, our, our spring season. No, oh no, you got the spring storm that's got to smack us upside. Oh, the there's going to be two or three to go. Oh yeah. So okay, just hang all in there, right. just muddle through it. All right, now, I came across something which I think you will actually find interesting. Okay, driving up. Uh, heading north on I-25, and okay. I'm just outside of Chugwater. I mean, just outside. And I'm passing a flatbed truck. He's got nothing on the back. Mm -hmm. So he straps down a Tonka toy that looks like a big haul truck. <laughs> okay? You've seen that before, right? I've seen that in the highway before, and I've seen other pictures of that. It's only about this big. Yeah, very, you're very tiny. Thing. You're holding your hand. Yeah. But it's strapped on his big, big flatbed. And so I started asking them, why do truckers do that? Because I've seen that on occasion. Well, go into truckers' chat pages, 
and they're that's the thing with truckers just get together and talk cross country. Okay. Mm-hmm. Reasons are one, yeah, sometimes it's just funny. Some are superstitious. You can't haul nothing. Uh huh. That's something. So they'll strap a toy down, whatever. Just put some. That's and, why sometimes you see really unusual objects back there. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't want to know. Oh yeah, it can get weird. Okay, the other one though, if it's a toy, sometimes because there was a sibling or a son or somebody uh, that died. Oh. Whether it was in their past or whether it was like a father who lost a son, whatever the case is, so they put a toy back there every time the bed is empty just to honor them. So. As for why they're doing that, you would have to ask the trucker individually mm-hmm. as to why they put it back there. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever whatever motivates them. I find it's entertaining for me to see. My favorite explanation, though, is it's just superstition. You can't haul nothing. So put something back. One of my favorite ones is a guy took a pile of dirt and put the straps over top. Just dirt? Well, well that, he was that's hauling not, something. That's not going to last long going down the highway, is it? No, it'll, it'll be spread evenly yes. all over the acres. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls are one win away from the NCAA tournament. They beat CSU in the semifinals of the Mountain West Conference Tournament yesterday in Las Vegas, 65-56. Douglas grad Allison Ferdy continues her sensational season with 15 points and 15 rebounds in that game. Grace Ellis with a double-double as well with 10 points and 12 rebounds. UW is 22-9 and and face a 20, it will face number 21 UNLV at 8 p.m. tonight at the Thomas & Mack Center in Vegas. UNLV has won 21 games in a row. Wyoming Cowboys will play New Mexico tonight in Vegas in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. The Pokes have endured a brutal season with a record of 9-21. and 21. They are the 11th seed in the tournament. New Mexico is 21-10, and 10, but also started out the season 14-0. So what happened to them? Teams split their meetings this year, each winning on the road. The Pokes lost by one in Laramie and then posted a 14-point win at the pit in Albuquerque. And we have 5 p.m. start tonight from Vegas. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Say 3A and 4A high school basketball tournament will start tomorrow in Casper on the 4A boys' side. On the, those first-round games we played at in the Trona County High School, Cheyenne East is a two-seed. They'll play Jackson at noon. Laramie's a three-seed. They'll play Riverton at 7.30. On the 4A girls' side in the first round, also at the Trona, Kelly Walsh is a three-seed. They'll tangle with Thunder Basin at 10.30. Cheyenne East is the defending 4A state champion, and they'll play Star Valley at 4.30. Also in 2A girls' basketball, state champion Burns had two players make all-state, G.J. Core and Jordan Grease. The Bronx defeated rival Lingle Fort Laramie on Saturday to claim their first basketball championship on the girls' side in the history of the school. State High School Alpine Skiing Championships wrapped up over the weekend in Jackson. On the boys' side, the Jackson guys won their 12th consecutive state title. The Toronto was third and Keller Walls fourth. Individually, Travis Demores won the giant slalom of, for, for Jackson, and his teammate Owen Jansen won the slalom. And the GS Gavin Bright of the Toronto seventh, and Kenny Lacko of Kelly Walsh eighth. And the slalom Bright took sixth, and his teammate Cody Crawford eighth. On the girls' side of the state Alpine meet, the Jackson girls won the state championship for the 14th straight year. The Toronto was second, Kelly Walsh third. Taylor Smith of Jackson won both the giant slalom and slalom races. The Toronto's Alika Blair was seventh in the slalom, and Kelly Walsh's Lou Reed eighth. And the slalom races, Laramie's McCrea Doyle 7th, and the Trona Sam Crawford was 8th, and that's it in sports. So what was that first story you did again? The Wyoming Cowgirls are one win away. Wow. From the NCAA tournament. Now, and now when does this take place? Tonight, in tonight, Vegas. Tonight, in Vegas. Okay. 8 p.m. tonight. So I know what I'm going to be asking you first thing tomorrow morning, then. If they, uh, win, or, they win, or, win or lose. And, and uh, Frank Gambino thinks? You know, UNLV's playing at home. Yeah. That's kind of an issue. Okay. However, yeah. 
Wyoming's done this before. Okay. Why not them? Well, you know, and they're playing in Vegas, so go bet on it. Well, you I guess you can. Uh, you can. You're in Vegas. Yeah. You can bet on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local... Well, that's actually a game. I'll... How do they do? First thing I'll ask them tomorrow morning. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on your weather forecast. And you and I get back into it again. It's cold out there this morning. We're starting off with a really cold morning. Going to be that way for a little while longer. So Don Day's on at 745. He and I talk about that extended forecast. Let's wake up Wyoming. Wash your hands. Seven oh six to time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, I'll get into phone calls, things like that, just a moment from now. I was going to move on to another topic, but there's a guy named Dave in Casper. Now, realize, I don't pick on all Daves. The only Dave I ever hung up on was the one from San Francisco. But I was talking last hour, uh, more information, more video came out uh, through Tucker Carlson on Fox News. And what happened at the Capitol, as we have more video now showing exactly what happened on January 6th and many things that you were told didn't actually happen. When you see the video, you realize you were told something happened and now you can see it on video, but that's not what I was told. So essentially what I said last hour is when you see the video of the people pushing against the police, you know, trying to hit the police, police are hitting back. When you see those people, they need to be dealt with. When you see people breaking windows and kicking a door open to get in, those people need to be dealt with. But then there's all the people who are just wandering around the Capitol, some of them even chatting with police officers. What did they do wrong? So the guy with the big buffalo headdress and face painting, they let him in and they helped him. They opened, found an open door and, and opened it for him. And he walked right into the House of Representatives. Why does he have four years in prison? When you watch the video, he was chatting with police officers and walking around. Whenever a camera was on him, he would do that howling thing for the camera. That was about it. So, okay, here's Dave and Casper. And I just sent a note to Dave saying, I will answer this question next. He just sent this to me. Now, you can send me notes, text me using the Wake Up Wyoming app. Hit chat on the toolbar. He said, I'm hoping to get an honest answer on this hypothetical situation. Okay, Dave, I'll give you an honest answer. When you leave work at 3 o'clock in the morning, well, minor correction, I leave way before 3 o'clock in the morning, but okay. Uh, a guy is going to smash your door and go into your house and destroy and steal some stuff. All right. He's going to have a group of friends with him that don't break into your, uh, don't break into your house. But since it's open, they're going to go into your house and walk around and maybe lay on your bed and use your bathroom and hang out for an hour. And then when they hear the police coming, they hightail it out of there. I'm assuming you're okay with only arresting the guy that broke in and sold and destroyed stuff. As for the rest of the guys, since they did nothing wrong, they don't deserve punishment. Okay, here's, Dave, where you got it wrong. 
So when we're talking about not my house, that's where your whole hypothetical falls apart. We're not talking about my house, which is my private property. You're talking about the capital, which is public property. I give you an example, Dave. If you went right now down to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and walked into the Capitol building, the Wyoming State Capitol, and you want to go walking around and see things, you can go anywhere you want. The only time security stops you is if they're having, let's say, the House of Representatives in, is in session. Well, if you want to see that, you're going to have to go up into the gallery and watch from up there. You're allowed to do that. They don't allow you into the bottom where the, the meeting's going on because that's the meeting. But you can watch the meeting from up above. In other words, you're allowed to go anywhere you want. That's your house. So when people arrive at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., that's not a private property. That's the people's house. So, Dave, go to Washington, D.C. and just walk in. Now, because of you know modern-day terrorism and other threats, they will ask you to walk through a metal detector, and they'll check you out to make sure you have no weapons. But you're allowed just to walk in. And Dave, do you want to go talk to your representative from Wyoming? Go find her. You can just go find her and go talk to her. That's your house. You're allowed to do that. That's why when you watch the videos, Capitol Police are not stopping people. A lot of people during January 6th walked right through the Capitol building they even stayed in lines following the ropes to keep, you know, that tour groups use. And they chatted with police officers and they went from building to building, office to office, and then walked out. And police officers did nothing. In fact, police officers chatted with many of them because they're allowed to be there. It is the people's house. Now, as for anybody who broke windows and did any other kind of damage, stole stuff, whatever the case is, that's not allowed. That's vandalism. They need to be dealt with. So, Dave, do you see the difference between the two? When it comes to January 6th, those people who, who broke things and were being violent, they need to be dealt with. The vast majority of people inside the Capitol on January 6th did no such thing. They wandered around. They took pictures. They're allowed to be there. It's the people's house. Do you understand the difference, Dave? Okay, so your analogy, what I'm saying is, doesn't work because you use my house, which is private property. Here's Lisa in Cheyenne. Hello, Lisa. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good. The thing that makes me the very maddest about January 6th is the people that are still rotting in jails under completely inhumane and deplorable conditions. Right. I just They're, they're political prisoners, yeah. and a lot of them have not even been charged with anything. Mm. Yeah. See, there's the problem that I have, too. Uh, there's uh, Again, uh, I keep forgetting this name that they're calling, the nickname they use for the gentleman with the big... Uh, Buffalo the shaman. Things, the shaman, yeah, okay. Uh, the shaman, when I watched the video, police officers opened the door to let him into the Capitol. 
police officers helped him find an open door to get into the House of Representatives. He got up on the podium over the House of Representatives, and you can hear the audio of him thanking the police officers for that. There's nothing anywhere that I saw so far where he did anything violent. He was chatting with police officers and other people walking around. Now and then he did that kind of funny howling thing he likes to do. So he's in jail for four years? Yeah. For what? Exactly. All right. Now, and there's a bunch of people like that. Yeah. Now, if you got video of somebody, because you did see the video where someone was smashing a side window and then crawling through it, Go after that yeah, guy. Yeah, there's also video that shows people saying, stop that, stop that, Exactly stop right, that. yeah, yeah. So for those people who are committing vandalism, I'm all for arresting them. But for the rest of them, and to answer Dave and Casper, they're in the people's house. They're allowed to be there. They own that house. They own that. You and I own that building. We're allowed to walk in there. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, and they were, you know, there was a lot less violence there than there Think about the horrible things that happened during the Kavanaugh trial. Yeah. yeah. And there's other instances like that. Yeah. All right. Well, this is not the worst day in U.S. history uh, no, by far. No. It's a bad day, but nowhere near the worst day in U.S. history. So I'm going to be really curious as more of these videos are released and we get to see what actually happened. If anything changes, I won't be holding my breath. Yeah. Well. Shame on Chuck Schumer is all I can say. And Liz Cheney ought to... You know, I I sent you another thing. You you know, if you watch any of the legacy media, they all say, sponsored by by Pfizer. Yeah. Or or the warm... Yeah, the big names, yeah. Warmongering machines. That's who dictates what news we see. Yeah. Um, Oftentimes, I do go, you should see my file. (laughs) I have files here that I go through, different links for news organizations. And the best news I get is from small news organizations most people never heard of. Absolutely. It's the most reliable. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So again, uh, as I was just saying to Lisa there, Dave, if you're still listening, uh, I have no problem dealing with the people who committed vandalism in the people's house. Dave, that is your house in Washington, D.C. Go anytime you want. You're allowed to. You own it. You're a taxpayer. However, if you get violent and commit vandalism, then you should be dealt with. 716, Wake Up, Wyoming. Here's to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. Except 21's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Now, I can't go back to the whole January 6th thing. And for those who didn't hear it, Chuck Schumer... He's a majority leader in the Senate, called for Tucker Carlson to be taken off the air because he's releasing videos from January 6th that up until now, the general public has not been allowed to see. And when you look at those videos, it changes some of the narrative. Some of the things that you were told you find out are not true when you watch the video. Now, that does not sweep away everything that happened on January 6th, but it does deal with a lot of things that you were told that are not true. Because you watch the video and you go, oh, that's not what they told me was going on. Okay, that's what Tucker's doing, and he should be, and you should watch these videos. So you can see for yourself, not the narrative that's being given to you by certain people, but let you, you can decide for yourself by watching the videos. 
That's why I suggest you can find these videos now that uh, you know Fox News is releasing them, and you can watch them for yourself. I would suggest, unless you have a question about who's in the video or what the context is, what are you seeing? Other than that, turn the volume down. Because these videos, most of them, not all of them, but most of them do not have sound. So you can just go ahead and watch it for yourself and decide what you're seeing, okay? Rather than what you're told to believe. All right, now I'm going to go ahead and switch topics, but you can bring me back to that if you want. That's fine. Let's go to Natrona County. Our friend in Natrona County, Jude, who calls uh, at least a couple of times a week, has mentioned that the Natrona County Airport has agreed to a minimum revenue guarantee with Delta. Now, this is also true of other airports in Wyoming. Cheyenne does this, for example. Here's the deal, Amy. Tuesday, the Natrona County Board of County Commissioners approved a minimum guarantee for Delta Airlines that will see the county pay about 800000 over the course of a year. The commission approved an agreement, three to one vote. Dave North casting the lone dissenting uh, he's, and Commissioner Jim Mile uh, absent from the meeting. It's not the first time, the story says, it's from Oil City News. County has agreed and uh, with Delta Airlines, though it's costlier than any other prior agreement. Quote, that's about double what the last minimum revenue guaranteed was, North said. They're asking for about 18000 a month. The increase is due to several factors, including the type of planes Delta looks to fly to increase, uh, well, increase cost of fuel, labor, things like that. So in other words, they're saying the price has gone up, so we're going to charge more. Commission Chairman Steve Fields said he believes the agreement was necessary and declining it could lead to Delta pulling out of Casper or Toronto County International Airport. If that were to happen, it would leave United Airlines as the sole operator at the local airport. Quote, you need two competing airlines going at one another to keep rates down, he said in the meeting. With no minimum revenue guarantee, they're not. Now, let me give you an idea of what the guarantee is. I'm not defending anything. I'm just explaining to you. So, in other words, it's not that Delta is going to get the $800,000. But if they don't make a certain amount of money... Rather than operating at a loss, that's when that money will kick in and fill the gap. That's what they've set up here. Commission Chairman Steve Friel said he believes the agreement was necessary as declining it again would mean the other airline pulls out. At the same time, he said the airport and Fly Casper are looking to bring additional airline companies in. Commissioner Dallas Laird said that he, like North, wasn't entirely comfortable with paying that much money to a business, but he added that he thinks it's important to keep Delta. Quote, we need a couple of airlines here. We really do. The problem is, and they're addressing it, is that once one leaves, it's like an ex-wife. She ain't coming back. Uh, Feel added that losing one airline could potentially have devastating ripple effects. If people stop flying because the price has gone up for the remaining airline, well, we'll give a minimum revenue guarantee, he said. So, again, that's that guarantee that if they don't make a minimum revenue, then it kicks in. That doesn't mean they're going to get it. We have to have enough people flying. No, we already agreed we're not going to do that. Well, okay, it gets into a whole explanation of it. You get the idea. To me, I never did 
uh, I understand they want airlines flying in and out, and it's very tough to do that in Wyoming. And I'll let you know, I do, full disclosure, when I want to fly somewhere, I do use those airlines because rather than driving all the way down to Denver, which is a long way, and all the traffic that I have to deal with and the price of parking in Denver, and I even worry about my car parked in Denver at the airport, I would much rather, and then when I get off the airplane in Denver, I gotta drive all the way back up. It makes a lot more sense to me, even if I have a layover for the airplane, just to fly down, wait in Denver, get on the next plane, go. You know, and the extra cost to do so makes more sense to me. I just never did like the idea of the minimum guarantee to do this. There's got to be a better way to do that because, you know, I am a tightwad when it comes to the taxpayer money. And also, I like the free market to settle who needs what. I don't like subsidies of any kind. Now, again, this is not the only airport in Wyoming that does it. I know Cheyenne does it. I got to ask my friends up in Gillette, is that still happening in Gillette? Do you still have planes flying in and out of there? Because when I first moved to Wyoming, I lived in Gillette, and I did the same thing. I flew out of Gillette to Denver, and there was an airline there doing it. Uh, but that has come and gone over time, so I don't know if they currently are. And there's some other reports around Wyoming that uh, do the same thing. I wonder, does Jackson have that kind of a deal? That you know, I, There's a lot of money in Jackson, so I don't know... I never did look to see what commercially is flying in and out there, although I do know they have commercial flights. I've talked to people who are flying from Denver to Jackson on a commercial flight, so I know they do have that. Whether they need that kind of a guarantee or not, I don't know. Or whether Cody does or not, I don't know. But anyway, there's my thoughts on it when it comes to that kind of money. When you see the 800000 that doesn't mean it's guaranteed that they're going to give the airline 800000 only if they don't have enough business and the company is losing money, then that kicks in to fill the gap so the airline will stay because it's financially worth it. Now, I wonder, if they're doing that with Delta, then what does the other airline think? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. If that's what Delta's doing, what does the other airline think? Okay, Miss Mary, I see a call's queuing up here. I'm heading into news time. And then right after the news, update on your weather forecast. And then we're going to get into not just a legislative update with our man in Cheyenne, Doug, but also have a conversation on air with our weather forecaster for the region, Don Day. Oh, that's Judy. Okay. Uh, Judy, hang in there. We got, you know the drill, Judy. We got to get through news and weather, then you and I will get back on about this. Let's wake up, Wyoming. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods is the phone number, and usually she waits patiently by, especially over a topic like this. So since I was talking about the Natrona County Airport, she lives just up the road from that. Hey, Jude. 
Hey, good morning. I've got to do a couple of corrections here. Okay. Oil City got it wrong. Um, that 880K is only for six months. It's not annually like once a year. Okay. And uh, one of the things that really got me rolling when I when I before I got up to speak was the fact that um, now they're basically picking winners and losers in the airport business. Okay, and the excuse that uh, Commissioner Friel gave said that the county was putting in so many dollars and the state was putting in so many dollars. That was his argument. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it's all my tax dollars. Yeah. Whether it's through the state or whether it's through the county. So that kind of got me rolling on this. Yeah. I do want to thank Bob Ide. He called it what it is, corporate welfare. Uh, Bill Alaman, my representative, um, he said we're propping up SkyWest. There's no reason why we need it, okay? If we can't afford it, it's just going to have to go. Okay, right. Dan Sabolski said, um, you know, you guys sat up here all night long and asked us what we thought and opened com- public comments for everything else that was on the agenda tonight, but just swept this one right through without even asking us in, in the audience. Because we took at least twenty of us were there, and um, it, it was it was kind of like they'd already decided what they were going to do before we even got there. Right, and that's one of the biggest problems I have with this commission is they've been doing this kind of thing for years. Okay, and also um, it's Sky West. It's not, if that's Delta, then I guess it's one and the same. Is that right? I thought it was Sky West and Delta as two different. Airlines. Okay, so this Sky West is getting the eight eight hundred and eighty k, right? Uh, not Delta. Delta's not going anywhere. They're still going to do their flights to Denver every day, like they've been doing forever. Okay. I don't think they're going anywhere. Right. And one of the other excuses was given by the commissioners was, um, well, we have so many people that are flying out of Casper to go to Salt Lake, and I got to talking to a gentleman in the back of the room, and he said, you know, I was just. I just came back from Salt Lake, and when I went down there, there was only two people on the plane when I went, mm-hmm. and there was nobody on the plane when I came home. Well, if that's the case, we don't need a flight to Salt Lake. We don't need a flight to Salt Lake. Uh-huh. And, you know, here's another thing. I went on to bring up the point about our wind towers. Yeah. And like I told you, I had downloaded everything I could find on it, and I dropped them right there on the desk, right there in front of the, the commissioners last night. I said, I don't want to see one more of my tax dollars going to these wind towers, solar panels, or propping up private mm-hmm. businesses. Many of us out here in the audience went through a hard time with the pandemic, too. You going to loan me a million dollars? You going to loan me of these people money? Uh, well, I couldn't get an answer out of them. No, and you won't. I got to run, Judy. Thank you. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Next time. On Whites to Save Wyoming from Boring Morning Radio, that man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Seven point three is the time. I was expecting a legislative report from our man in Cheyenne, Doug, but... the session has ended, and therefore Doug is gone. That's okay, because I can go ahead and toss this in real quick for you. It was mentioned by Jude in Natrona County. She's over in Mills. Just when she was talking about wind turbine blades and wind turbines themselves, 
headline from Cowboy State Daily, Wyoming wants to fill coal mines with spent wind turbine blades, but the feds won't okay the plan. Yeah, where do you put those things? Since they're having such a hard time figuring out how to recycle them, I suppose I guess some people have figured out some clever ideas, but for the most part, turbine blades, which don't last all that long, end up becoming an enormous amount of landfill. And Natrona County has put quite a few in their own landfill. So then what about the spent wind turbine blades as the years go by? There's going to be so many of them. Hey, we can just drop them in our coal mines that we, as we reclaim when we're done extracting the coal. Uh, so far, the feds are saying no to that. All right, well, what's your plan to do what, what with all of those blades at this point? I'd really like to know. Don Day's on the line with us. Don, it was cold this morning. I mean, really, just burr. Yeah, sub-zero, especially, well, where you're at, uh, central Wyoming, Casperry going well below zero last night. And you get over in the Green River Base around Big Piney and Pinedale, it was way below zero. And it's, hey, it's March 8th. Yeah. Okay, so how long do we hang like this, or do you know? Well, this colder, this really chilly air mass that's in place will be with us for two more days. Okay. Um, there's a little relief, and I, I don't want to get anybody too ramped up, but temperatures are going to moderate a bit beginning Friday. And really, I think heading into the weekend and early next week, there's some there's some days we actually might get close to average, which would mean lower to middle 40s. Um, but it's transient meaning we're probably going to see a couple of fronts move in middle late next week that'll just cool us right back down again okay but for another another two days glenn it is yeah. going to be 15 20 degrees or colder below average okay see now what bothers me about when we finally do get out of this since we've been extra cold for extra long usually all of that cold air blows out and so we end up just windy for a while yeah, but I don't necessarily see that. Okay. Um, you know, certainly March is, can be one of the windiest months of the year. Um, but when it's colder like this, you've mm -hmm. noticed there hasn't really been that much wind. Okay. Um, and another reason is it's cold in the in the states to our west. Right. So even when we start to get these westerly winds, the air in, in the deserts isn't very warm. Okay. So even when we do get the right wind direction, it's not warming us up a lot like it normally would. All right. Now, uh, of course, we still get over the next few days that occasional little snow shower. What I'm happy to see when I watch your weather forecast with Cowboy State Daily on YouTube is some of the Plains areas are finally getting some snow, too. Yeah, now this will certainly be true of the Dakotas, eastern areas of Montana, uh, parts of Nebraska and northeastern Wyoming are going to see some some pretty decent amounts of snow with these little systems coming on through. Now, as you get into the front range areas, Colorado, southeastern Wyoming, you know, even Casper, it's not going to be a lot of snow. Um, but those plains to our north and east, you are correct. They're going to see some pretty good snows over the next five days. Okay. Speaking of that, California is still just getting pummeled. Yeah, and there's more coming. I mean, uh, the, there's we've been talking about that storm parked in the Pacific Northwest. Now what will happen is you'll be hearing this on the news, another atmospheric river situation where very strong Pacific jet stream winds will just come across the Pacific, and those winds have to hit the land and have to hit the mountains and have to get forced up, and that rising air is just a rain generator. So for the foreseeable future, the next two weeks, California will continue to be looking at more rain and snow. And then remember, while the the storms don't necessarily hold together, 
what's left comes into Wyoming's mountains and the other mountains, the other mountain west. So our snowpack, while there may not be a lot of snow visible on the plains over the next five to seven days, the mountains will just continue to pile it up. Okay. What really worries me at the end of all of this is it's got to melt sometime, and that could lead to flooding, especially out in California. Uh in in many of the western states and and in and in in the state of wyoming i think if you want to look at what we call an analog like what could this spring runoff be like this year we just got to go back to 2011 because we're seeing a lot of similarities and that's when the platte the wind river the Paposia, and the little snake rivers all hit flood stage right. and uh, so that's those are the rivers we're watching again this come spring and summer runoff all right thank you don don day with day weather you see that's the part that really bothers me when finally all of this starts to melt off it's got to go somewhere off to the icebox we go frank gambino waiting by uh so frank you know that feeling you, you drive so much around wyoming yes you know that feeling when you look in your rearview mirror on some wyoming highway and there's that cop car right on your butt well, he's either going to pull you over or he's not. Yeah, but or, you know that feeling you get, right? He's yeah, right like, there. Okay. okay. Like, so the other day, I took the uh, station vehicle, yeah. and I was going through a car wash, and the car behind me was a cop car. Oh, I didn't know that you yeah. were, I didn't Frank, even know they went to car washes. It's the same feeling. Oh, oh, that you, you were nervous that they were. He's in the you car over. wash with they're, me. They're going to pull you over inside yes. by, by the we're, by we're the whirly with the whirly things that are yeah, cleaning see? your car. We're both riding the same track. Yeah, he's not like he's going to turn his lights on and try to pull me over or anything like that. Well, you're not speeding. No, no, obviously we're going the same speed. In fact, I'd say we have no choice but to go the speed limit because we're both riding on the same track. Yeah, so yeah. you know, well but then then on the it, opposite end, yeah. you should feel safe. Is my license expired? Well, or yeah, it's a station you, you, vehicle. You, you, I would hope I'm in no <laughs> trouble here. But, maybe you, you wanted know. your autograph. Something like that, yeah. But why, when I looked in my rearview mirror and saw a police cruiser right on my tail in the car wash, did I have the same feeling as when I see? Is that just programmed into us when I'm on the highway and see that? Yeah, I mean, did you have your seatbelt on inside I, the car yeah, wash? Everything was fine. Yeah, inside the car wash. Inside, I was see. Well, do you unbuckle to go through a car wash? Yes. I don't. I'm why? just. Why? I, well, well, because what? I'm sitting still. <laughs> I was buckled when I pulled up to the car wash. I don't unbuckle it just because I'm going through. I'm not getting out. You can't reach all the places on the dashboard with that rag they oh, give you so when you're, you have your seatbelt on. So you're wiping down the inside while Absolutely, it's going through. Yes. Okay, I don't do that because I can't. there's not enough light on the dash for me to see where I need to wipe inside it, it, it that dashboard. It doesn't matter. Form. Just wipe everything. I just wait till I get out and then I go ahead and do that oh. and then vacuum and stuff like oh. that. But to let you know, I did not get pulled over inside the car wash. I did not get a ticket. And for the police officer that was riding behind the station vehicle i was looking at you the whole way with that same feeling just so you know that's the effect you have on people Guess you're what? laughing he was, looking at, laugh. he was looking at you too women's college basketball the wyoming cowgirls one win away from the ncaa tournament after a 65 56 win over colorado state in the semifinals of the mountain west conference tournament yesterday in las vegas douglas high school grad allison ferdy continues her sensational season with 15 points and 15 rebounds grace ellis had a double double as well with 10 points and 12 rebounds uw 
UW is 22 and 9. They'll face number 21 UNLV at 8 p.m. tonight at the Thomas and Mack Center for the conference championship. And UNLV has won 21 games in a row. Wyoming Cowboys, while they'll play New Mexico tonight in Vegas in the Mountain West Tournament, and the folks have endured just a brutal season with a record of 9 and 21. They are the 11th seed in the tournament. New Mexico is 21 and 10, but they also started off 14 and 0. So what happened to them? Teams split their meetings this year, each winning on the road. The Pokes lost by one in Laramie and the, to the Lobos and then posted a 14-point win at the Pitt in Albuquerque. That's a 5 p.m. start tonight from Vegas. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Say 3A and 4A high school basketball tournament will begin tomorrow in Casper on the 4A boys' side of things. And those first-round games played at Latrona County High School. Cheyenne East is a two-seed. They'll play Jackson at noon. Laramie's a three-seed, and they'll play Riverton at 7.30. On the 4A girls' side in the first round, also at Latrona tomorrow, Kelly Walsh with three seed. Tangles with Thunder Basin at 10.30. And Cheyenne East, the defending 4A state champions, will play Star Valley at 4.30. 2A girls basketball state champion Burns had two players make All-State, DJ Core and Jordan Grease. The Bronx defeated rival Lingle Fort Laramie on Saturday to claim their first basketball championship on the girls' side in the history of the, in the, history of the school. The state high school Alpine skiing championships wrapped up over the weekend in Jackson. On the boys' side, the Jackson guys won their 12th consecutive state title. The Toronto was third, Kelly Walsh fourth. Individually, Travis DeMores won the giant slalom for Jackson, and his teammate Owen Jansen won the slalom. In the GS, Gavin Bright of Natrona played seventh, and Kenny Lacko of Kelly Walsh eighth. In the slalom, Bright took sixth, and his teammate Cody Crawford eighth. On the girls' side at the State Alpine Meet, the Jackson girls won the state championship for the 14th consecutive year. Natrona second, and Kelly Walsh third. Taylor Smith of Jackson won both the giant slalom and slalom races. Natrona's Alika Blair was seventh in the slalom. Kelly Walsh's Lou Reed eighth in the slalom races. Um, giant uh, in, in the giant slalom races. Uh, Laramie's McCrea Doyle was seventh, and the Toronto Sammy Crawford eighth. That's it in sports. Okay, so when are we watching ladies basketball? Well, it's on, they stream that now. Okay. So it's on the internet, the Mountain West Conference Network. Now, Mountain West Conference Network, and yes. they stream that. Okay. Yeah. Does that include, do they run commercials for that? I, I, I don't, they got to pay for it. Uh, you got to pay for it. Then, okay, then maybe not. If you know, I don't I don't think somebody's donating the money to say, well, why don't you just put this on? Yeah. yeah. Well, now, some people run commercials to pay for it. Some people make you pay for it instead of running commercials. Depends on what you're doing. Oh, exactly. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to talk about. And we're going to get into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. If all goes well, Patrick Klein, Vision Beyond Borders, is coming into the studio. He wants to talk about his trip to Turkey. He leaves on Friday. And earthquake relief out there. Wow. The number of dead. It just keeps going. We'll talk about that right after news. 8 o'clock. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Len Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Wednesday and over the hump we go. I've been covering a lot of territory this morning. I had a guest lined up, but he's not feeling well, so he's not going to come in right now, which means we'll just go straight off to open phones. There's Carl again. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. 
I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. There's also people that are sending me text messages, which you can do. The Wake Up Wyoming app is free to download at your app store. And when it opens up on your device, you, there's a toolbar right across the middle. One of the options there is chat. Touch that and send me a text message like Stephen Casper, Rick and Cheyenne, Jude is in Mills, I am right is in Evansville, Tumbleweed is in Lands Creek, and let's see, Mandy Mays and also Casper, ID John, Granite Canyon, oh, DJ, we lost Delta because they didn't have a guarantee. She's up in Gillette, and I was asking about airlines up there. So, DJ, do you have any airline up there right now, or are they all gone? I haven't been keeping track of We were talking about airline guarantees, and it's a type of a subsidy. Where the airline in Wyoming at a certain town isn't getting enough business, then a, a subsidy kicks in to make sure they get enough money. And I did get someone who said when they fly out of Casper, because uh, apparently people flying to Salt Lake City are not getting a whole lot of business. And somebody sent me a note here saying, so I'm going to go fly out. Well, I'll tell you how many people are on the plane. JW's in Guernsey. Morning, Glenn. I drove down to Chugwater to pick up chili seasoning for my store yesterday. So I stopped by the soda fountain and bought you a gift card and left it for you at the register to pick up. Have a great... Well, thank you, JW. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, I look. I go to. I like Chugwater, Wyoming, a lot. It's a cool little town. The Chugwater Stone Fountain, the Mercantile that they have, the Chili Festival they have every year. I host. Chugwater is a great little place. If you're ever driving by Chugwater, my uh, thought to you is: go ahead, pull into the town. It isn't much. You can in the downtown area. You can throw a baseball from one end to the next. And the two stores that are open in the downtown area, just two. One is the Chugwater Soda Fountain, which is the oldest operating soda fountain in Wyoming. And across the street from it is the Chugwater Mercantile, which has a lot of really interesting stuff. And for people who live and work in the area that are actually ranchers and farmers, the Mercantile in the back is there to serve you. Oh, one more thing before I get on to the main topic. So yesterday, I told you guys that right near Chugwater, when you're looking at Chugwater, look up to the east. There's that high plain area up above, right? That's where the different tribes way back when used to run buffalo off of there. That's how they got their buffalo. They chased the buffalo off the edge of those buttes. And, uh, or bluffs, I should say. And the way Chugwater got its name is the sound that the buffalo made when it hit the ground was a chug sound which was right by the river where the water was. And so when the natives were asked, what do you call this place? And they tried to describe that chug and water sound, translated into English becomes chug water. That's how they got their name. Well, up in that high area, plain area up above, which is beautiful up there, there are many old missile silos for sale. 
These were the types of missiles, uh, and they're not holes in the ground. The missile would lay down. It was called a coffin missile. Okay? And what would happen is a door would slide away, and the missile was supposed to stand up and then fire. But still, it's about 25 feet or more underground, depending on which part of the facility you're at. Now, purchasing one of those is actually very affordable, extremely affordable. You can buy one for like $60,000. And it's, they're pretty big underground. Uh, but it's what you're going to do with it afterwards because you're going to have a lot of underground space, including tubes that you can walk through because there's the command center, there's the silo, and then there's the living quarters. And there's tubes that connect them. And there's this big, massive metal door that weighs like many megatons. So when you want to back stuff in, that's where the old missile silo was, just go ahead and back your furniture in. It's really easy to do. So if you want to see an article about that, Miss Mary will alert it out at some point. But go to the Wake Up Wyoming website, and you'll see that there's a, I have a gallery of pictures, and they link to a video because Wyoming Public Media did a video where they interviewed a couple that bought one of those some years ago and what they're doing with all that space underground. But, yeah, if you want to own and live in a missile silo just above Chugwater, Wyoming, there are several, and I even include the link to a realtor's office, where you can go ahead and get a tour of these things and maybe put a bid in and see if that's the way you want to live. Way up atop above Chugwater in a missile silo, way underground. Sorry, thermal nuclear device not included. I know. Really disappointing. But imagine what you could do with um, all of that. And again, it is really sizable inside. So for the, I looked at the area where the missile used to be, and I thought for those people who like to do industrial kind of work, boy, you could really, that would, that's a massive workshop in there. I mean, it really is. The only downside, I was watching a couple that bought one of those up there. The only downside during the course of the interview, the reporter from Wyoming Public Media asked, so, so what about living with no windows? Yeah, there's, they didn't seem to mind. They didn't really care. I think there's a lot of ways that you can go ahead and do something so you don't have to worry about not having windows. I even entertained the idea, even though there's so much space underground, you could put a house on top, and that's just your cool-as-hell cellar, really massive. But still comes down to, so what do you do with all of that space? Because these areas are just... Uh, Again, really big underground. I mean, for the most part, you're about 25 feet underground. Some areas are a little bit deeper than that, depending on what part of the silo that you're talking about. But, okay, all the information, you can get a, a picture tour, and there's the link to the realtor if you want to own your own Wyoming missile silo. All right, triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. Next up, here we go again. One of your favorite candies is going woke. I'm sorry. We'll talk about it next. Wake up, Wyoming. Your morning travel network. It's on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Hey, 19, it's the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. So real quick, let's see. Chet is in Yoder talking about the missile silos for sale near Chugwater, Wyoming. 
And again, these are not missile silos like a hole going down. They, they're flat. These missile coffin silos. So the door slides and the missile stands up and then fires. But it's this long room considering the size of the silo. Chet Yoder says, you could have a shooting range down there. You could, actually. And nobody would hear you shooting. Although I would suggest some really good ear protection because that's going to be a heck of an echo. Zom and Casper said, circling back to the Casper Airport issue for flights to Salt Lake City, the Delta flight is extremely expensive and at a very inconvenient hour. He said, that's the reason that flight is not full. It's not that no one wants to fly there. I'd rather fly Delta than United, but Delta is uh, cost and time prohibitive. Okay. Well, but again, if now I don't know. I've never tried flying, although I've been curious about going to Salt Lake on that flight just because it's available. But I've never really you know, looked into it at all, just kind of curious about it. But if there's not many people on the airplane, then that means it's not commercially viable. So don't do it anymore. That's one of the biggest mistakes that government always makes. Something just doesn't make sense. We're losing money doing it. No one's really, not many people are really that interested. So let it fade away and disappear. You know, the idea we have to keep it going. Yeah, but you're not getting enough people interested to keep it going. So what? We got to subsidize it to keep it going. Stop it. If you don't have enough people interested to keep it going on its own, organically, commercially, then just stop it. Government never lets things die that should die. Private sector does, though. That's why the private sector actually works well. And one of the many reasons the government is such a waste. Okay. Some things I understand. Sometimes companies will try stuff because they're trying to hop on the bandwagon and so on. But other times I look at it and I think, this has got to be a joke, right? When I read this, I'll tell you why this has to be a joke. Headline. Hershey debuts a plant-based peanut butter cup and chocolate bar. Hold on. A plant-based? Okay. At first, I looked at that and thought, what? And then I thought, hang on, hang on, hang on. It took me a split second. Okay, it's a peanut butter cup. Do they ever put meat in a peanut butter cup? Yeah, this is why I'm reading this going, I, are they, is this a joke? Dairy-free. Oh, dairy-free. That's why. Well, because peanut is from a plant. Chocolate is from a plant. But they do use milk in making the chocolate. Dairy-free Reese's peanut butter cups and Hershey's chocolate bars are scheduled to go on sale this spring. Uh, little news for the vegans out there who don't, the vegans that don't like anything that has any animal-based whatever. Which case, I always laugh when they say that because you can't even grow plants without animals being involved. When you think about fertilizer, for example, and all the bugs that get in there, and I've asked vegans before, you know when you're eating a salad, if I were to put that under a microscope for you, there's little critters on there that are way smaller than your eye can see, and they don't care about that. They always dismiss it. Well, you're eating something. Now, oh, oh, wait a second. Miss Mary just sent me a note. That was that being that she just heard. Hey, Reese's, what are you even doing for peanut allergy kids? Cancel them immediately. That's right, Miss Mary. And it because, no, look, there's a few people out there who have peanut allergies. Therefore, all Reese's peanut butter cups must be canceled immediately. 
because a few people are affected, no one is allowed to have them. I do remember this happened many, 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 many years ago. I was, I'm a kid, I'm in middle school, and I had doing, been doing some extra work for my family. We owned uh, Twin Palm Cottages on Captiva Island. So when I would come home from the school, I would, you know, go ahead and do a little family work, you know, uh, at the cottages. And mom would pay me for that. She wanted me to know what it was to have a job, even at that young age, right? So one day while at the grocery store with mom, I saw some little candies and I bought some and I put them in my lunchbox. When she would make a lunch for me to go to school, I would put these little candies, like a, a little Snickers bar or whatever. One day, a teacher, do you have enough for everybody? And she wanted to take it from me because I was eating a little candy bar and I didn't bring enough for everybody. And I said, no, they can go ahead and buy their own if they go, you know. I bought it with my own money. They can go earn money and buy their own candy bar. She wanted to take it from me. Oh, don't let my mom hear that. She let the school have an earful. Yeah, I bought that with my own money. And if other kids want to do the same for their lunchbox, they can't. I don't have to bring enough for everybody. That's nonsense. All right, let's get back to the... That's Well, that's what Miss, the tangent Miss Mary got me off on. Okay, so a little news for vegans and vegan curious customers. You can soon try plant-based Reese's peanut butter cups and Hershey's chocolate bars. Citing the rise in the popularity of plant-based alternatives, pause right there. There is no rise in the popularity of plant-based alternatives. I've been tracking that and telling you guys about it. The Impossible Burger, which is plant-based fake meat. Okay, people tried it at first because they were curious, but then it fell off. And so, no, there's not a rise in popularity. There was the initial curiosity, and people tried it, but it's not popular. The Hershey's Company launched two such sweets on Tuesday with a nationwide availability set for this spring. Hershey's introduced plant-based extra creamy with almonds and sea salt chocolate bars, along with Reese's plant-based peanut butter cups. The cups should be available this month with the chocolate bar arriving in April. The market for plant-based foods is expected to expand as customers become more aware of environmental and health impacts. Again, it's not expanding. I, this is why I say, I go back and say, who wrote this article? That's from CNET. I'll have to take a look at uh, who exactly is responsible because a lot of what I'm reading here is nonsense. The market is failing, it's not expanding. Again, there was initial interest out of curiosity. But environmental and health impacts, people are just enjoying their meat burgers, burgers made out of real meat, and they're not all that concerned with, I'm eating this to save the planet. That's nonsense. Sales of plant-based food products at grocery stores, here we go again, uh, this is not true, have grown three times faster than overall food sales, not true. I've been tracking the information. Not true. Plant-based market is expected to reach about $93 billion by 2028. <laughs> okay. I No, I'm reading that prediction, and I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember. Because how many predictions have I told you about over the years that never came true? Okay. 
Uh, Rick and Cheyenne, how do they know that head of lettuce doesn't scream when they kill it? <laughs> uh, Chet and Yoder, Nestle's makes the very best chocolate. Yeah. Well, you see, what gets me, though, when I first read that, it's a Reese's peanut butter cup and it's plant-based. Why the heck? And it took me a moment because, again, peanuts are plants. Chocolate is plants, but it's the milk they put into it. Okay. But what gets me more than anything else is in reading that article, how much information they try. Well, it's fake that they tried to put in there. This fake alternative stuff is more popular than ever before. And, oh, it's going to take over the supermarket. It's failing. There was the initial interest. And I even tried an Impossible Burger, just took a bite just to see. They kept saying that this thing was supposed to just taste like real beef. you know. And I took a bite and went, you're close. You know, I mean, it's actually very close. But it's no. And when I eat a burger, I want my burger. I want a burger. I want the meat. In fact, over the weekend, last weekend, I had a steak. I don't want a fake plant-based steak. I want dead cow in front of me, a real steak. And that's what the vast majority of people want. In fact, if you go to a grocery store, not just in Wyoming, but in general, go to grocery stores, and just look around for the alternative foods that they're putting out, that are supposed to be all plant-based, you'll find that is as, as small as the vegan section of your grocery store, which is not big at all. All right, coming up on 8.30. Local news coming your way. Right after local news, update on your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030, K2 Radio. 8.36 to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. 888-97-Woods, the phone number. Chris is on the phone. Reese's owners in Wyoming. Hello, Chris. Morning. How are you? Good, sir. What you got for me? Well, a uh, quick question for you. Do you know who the wealthiest person in Wyoming is? No. That would be John Mars. Uh, he's up in Sheridan County, okay. and John Mars is one of the three children that uh, is the co-owners of Mars Candy, Okay, as in the ones that are making the chocolate for the uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and everything else like that. So if anybody wants to go complain out of the state of Wyoming, yes. they only have to go up to Sheridan <laughs> to complain. That's not too far of a drive. I'd like to know where he lives. I'll go knock on his front door. Don't mess with my Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> I thought you know, it just—it's just a little bit of irony that uh, yeah. they're doing that. And one of the three owners and yep. the wealthiest person in the state of Wyoming right lives in Sheridan County. So. All right, thank you. I appreciate that, Chris. I didn't know that. I well, okay. Now here's some other people. Let me see. Uh, Grandpa Rich, I enjoy bacon cheeseburger and other meat meals. Let's see. Blue eyes from Douglas. Milk is from plants. Cows, cows eat plants. They produce milk. Dave and Casper, I thought peanuts and cocoa were plants. Well, okay, but the thing is, um, they use milk to make the milk chocolate, and that's what the vegans hate. Micah's on the line. Hello. Hi. 
Jacqueline. Yeah. Um, we have returned from our little cross-country trip, and along the way, there are so many swampy kind of states, and if not total swamp, it's right. very moist and bad drainage and everything. Uh-huh. And it occurred to me, why why aren't they burying those windmill blades in places like that? Because right. wouldn't you think that the surrounding moisture in itself would help deteriorate those things faster? I don't know. I don't, and with yeah. the water and all that soil, um, it I, would actually yeah. disperse some of the contaminants. So I would have to see if toxic. those. I'd have to see if those things are biodegradable in that way or not. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. I do know that the state of Wyoming said, "Hey, as long as we're filling in." open pit coal mines, we can dump them way down there. And the federal government said, no. Don't know why not. I mean, if you're going to throw them away some there, that's a massive pit, right? Yeah. Okay. But are, are those coal mines workable in the future? Well, how is... Yes, because there, there actually is, because after we're done with this coal seam, which will take a couple hundred years, according to people I've spoken to uh, who work those mines, especially up in Camel County, there's another bigger coal seam below that of even better quality coal and much more of it. So yeah. I wouldn't do that. But why, you would think if this is supposed to be green energy, why isn't it biodegradable? Well, uh, but I'm wondering if in fact it might be if you put them in a kind of swampy I don't area. Know. I think someone should run some tests at their own expense, I not taxpayers. So you know, it's even like the old, the old thing, um, the old wives tale or whatever, about putting citrus skins and stuff in your garbage yeah. so that when it goes to the landfill, the acidity, yeah. you know, helps to break it down and sure. deteriorate. So I don't know. Maybe we should go back Give to some of the old thinking. All right. Thank you, Micah. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. A couple of things. Let's see. This was um, Uncle Sam in Thermopolis. I was, since with the Reese's Cup, it's the vegans that don't like the milk in the Reese's peanut butter cup. So they're thinking about making Reese's Cups without uh that so let me see uh oh where did you just have to go back to it here hang on a second i've got it this was on the johnny carson show that they had done some studies and it turns out that they found that plants feel pain pain no i didn't know yes and uh, (laughs) so that inspired this little piece entitled the vegetarian's nightmare okay or a dissertation on plants' rights. Broccoli power! Ladies and diners, I make you a shameful, degrading confession. A deed of disgrace in the name of good taste. Though I did it, I meant no aggression. I had planted a garden last April, and lovingly sang it a ballad. But later in June, beneath the full moon, forgive me, I wanted a salad. So I, I slipped out and fondled a carrot, <laughs> caressing its feathery top. With the force of a brute, I tore out the root and it whimpered and came with a pop. <laughs> and laying my hand on a radish, I jerked and it left a small crater. Then with the blade of my true value spade, <laughs> I exhumed a slumbering tater. I plucked, I twisted a squash. Tomatoes were wincing in fear. I choked the romaine. It screamed out in pain. Their anguish was filling my ears. I I finally came to the lettuce. 
as it cringed at the top of the row. With one wicked slice, I beheaded it twice. As it writhed, I dealt a death blow. I butchered the onions and parsley. So my hoe was all covered with gore. I chopped and I whacked without looking back. Then I stealthily slipped in the door. My bounty lay naked. Dying. So I drowned them to snuff out their life. I sliced and I peeled as they thrashed and they reeled on the cutting board under my knife. I violated tomatoes. So their innards could never survive. I grated and ground till they made not a sound and I boiled the tater alive. And then I took the small broken pieces I had tortured and killed with my hands and tossed them together, heedless of whether they suffered or made their demands, I ate them. <laughs> Forgive me, I'm sorry. But hear me, though I'm a beginner, those plants feel pain. Though it's hard to explain to someone who eats them for dinner, I intend to begin a crusade for plants' rights, including chickpeas. <laughs> And the ACLU will be helping me, too. In the meantime, please pass the blue cheese. <laughs> Off we go to Colorado to talk to Terry. Hello, Terry. Hey, it's Terry Dacker in the port. How you doing, Glenn? Good, sir. What you got for me? Hey, uh, just a quick comment on the uh, Mars Hershey thing. Uh, you know, they should use capitalism, you know, as in making it a choice. Like, because you could have your... Mom's joy with nuts or without nuts. Yeah. So why just not tap into the uh, plant-based cup, uh, Hershey's cups, for uh, the for the people who want it instead of taking that away? It's just like yeah. Coca-Cola. You know, they had that classic Coke, and then they had the new Coke, and no one liked the new Coke, so they went back to the classic Coke. So well, there you go. I think they should use capitalism and and have it uh, both. You have a choice for it. Yeah. Let the consumers decide, and no subsidies. Exactly. No subsidies. You guys do it on your own with your billion dollars that you have in your back pocket. All right. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate it. He's right. He's absolutely right. Just let the market, if they want to put out some kind of a vegan Reese's cup, okay, but let the market decide. Now, real quick to wrap this up. I was saying that as I was reading that article about Reese's, whoever was writing the article kept saying, well, with the surge in popularity of all of this you know, the fake meat, basically, the impossible burgers and other all vegetable foods surge in popularity. Get a load of this. Headline, as plant-based meat grows stalls, what does this mean for this category? Beyond Meat President CEO Ethan Brown opened his Thursday evening remarks on the company's latest earnings report, which showed negative growth. They're losing money. High net losses with a question that many analysts have been asking about the sector. The question is, he said, is whether this reduced growth rate is an aberration or a harbinger of things to come. And the article continues to go on about all sorts of other pure plant-based foods, which you were told, pure plant-based foods, that's going to take over. Everybody's going to be doing this. And they're going out of business. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Next time on Wyoming Mobile App, listen anywhere and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio.
849 is a time off. I go to the icebox and talk to Frank Gambino. Well, okay, there is evidence that springtime is here, Frank. Not he- not here. No, no, uh, well, the first grizzly bear is emerged. Oh, yeah, I woke up on the same day as last year. Yeah, right. So the alarm clock went off. Do they have alarm clocks? Yeah. Well, they, so. they, they have yeah. The, an internal clock like yeah. the rest of us. The belly, I think. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the, that alarm clock goes off and that bear comes out. What do you want to bet, though, the bear kind of pads around for a while and says, just screw this, and goes back. What do they do Why, why didn't they uh, take six more weeks of winter? I, I get. See, now, this is what I would be more interested in. I don't care about that rat Punxsutawney Phil or the or the, gra- um, the animal we have here in Wyoming. Lander Lil. Lander Lil. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about that. But if the bear comes out and looks around and goes, never mind, and goes back, even though he's hungry. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I would say, now I know we're going to get more winter. Okay, but he's just the first bear, yes. but not the only bear. The no. rest of the bears may be smarter than this uh, bear. Yeah. Just, they're going to they're you know, sleep late and hit the alarm to snooze a little bit longer. So you would basically take a poll of the bears. I want to know how many bears there yes. were waking up and when they all woke up. So yes, the when first they all one will be the March up, yeah. the 7th? Yeah. Did and they then, just have a snack, you know, use the... Uh, toilet, if you will, which, by the way, for everybody who wants to know, the question is, yes, in the woods. And then just go back in? If that's the case, then we know we got more winter coming. I would say that would be an accurate description. Yeah, but, but it needs to be documented. Documented, especially because there's not a whole lot of food out there right now, Frank. There's so much snow. Well, yeah, yeah, everything's covered in snow, up. yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are they, unless they want to go ahead and chase something down, and everything else is pretty much hiding, too. They say, blah. Women's college hoops, the Wyoming Cowgirls, one win away from the NCAA tournament after a 65-56 victory over Colorado State in the semifinals of the Mountain West Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Douglas High School grad Allison Furtick continues her sensational season. She had 15 points and 15 rebounds in that game last night. Grace Ellis with a double-double as well, 10 points and 12 rebounds. UW is 22-9. They will face number 21 UNLV at 8 p.m. tonight at the Thomas & Mack Center in Vegas. And UNLV has won 21 games in a row. Wyoming Cowboys will play New Mexico tonight in Vegas in the Mountain West Tournament. The Pokes have just been brutal this year with a record of 9-21. and 21. They are the 11th seed in the tournament. New Mexico is 21-10, and 10, but also started out the season 14-0. So what happened to them? Teams split their meetings this year, each winning on the road. The Pokes lost by one in Laramie to the Lobos and posted a 14-point win at the Pit in Albuquerque. That'll be a 5 p.m. start tonight from Vegas. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Say 3A and 4A high school basketball tournament will begin tomorrow in Casper on the 4A boys' side of things. Those first-round games will be played at Natrona County High School. Cheyenne East is a two-seed and will play Jackson at noon. Laramie is a three-seed and will play Riverton at 7.30. On the 4A girls' side in the first round, also at Natrona tomorrow, Kelly Walsh, a three-seed, tangles with Thunder Basin at 10.30 in the morning. And Cheyenne East, the defending state champion in 4A, will play Star Valley at 4.30 in the afternoon. In 2A girls' basketball, state champion Burns had two players make All-State, DJ Core and Jordan Grease. The Bronx defeated rival Lingle Fort Laramie on Saturday to claim their first state championship in girls basketball. State High School Alpine Skiing Championships wrapped up over the weekend in Jackson on the boys' side. The Jackson boys won their 12th consecutive state title. Matrona was third. 
and Kelly Wallace fourth. Individually, Jackson's Travis Demores won the giant slalom, and his teammate Owen Jansen won the slalom. In the GS, Gavin Bright of Natrona placed seventh, and Kenny Lacko of Kelly Walsh eighth. In the slalom, Bright took sixth, and his teammate Cody Crawford was eighth. On the girls' side of the state Alpine meet, the Jackson girls won the state championship for the 14th consecutive year. Natrona was second, Kelly Walsh third. Taylor Smith of Jackson won both the GS and the slalom races. Natrona's Alika Blair was seventh in the slalom, and Kelly Walsh's Lou Ree was eighth. In the GS, Larrabee's McCrea Doyle was seventh, and Natrona's Sammy Crawford took eighth place in that race, and that's it in sports. You, you made me look something up as you were talking about all these different kind of, you know, slalom and stuff like that. The Couch Potato Olympics. The Couch Potato Olympics. That's the and there's, thing. There, there's, you know, and you got to be ambidextrous because sometimes yeah. you, 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 you can use your left hand uh-huh. to pick up the beer can. Right. Or sometimes your right hand. Okay. You, you. Sometimes if a bottle, you can use both hands. See? And, well, and, and then at the same time, a can of beer in your left hand and the remote in your right hand. So you see, Frank has covered this. And yes. probably participated. I'm a gold medalist. I was about to say. Yeah, okay. I'll come up with that next hour, Frank, because this is a funny story. Okay. I knew they had to have a couch potato oh, Olympics. Of course. And yeah. they actually do, and you can win medals. Right. All right. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> Who knew? All right. Great calls this past hour, folks. I really appreciate that. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time. National local update on weather forecast. Then another hour of open phones. It's Wake Up Wyoming. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Open phones, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. And people are sending me all sorts of notes. If you have the Wake Up Wyoming app, free to download at your app store. When you open the app, just touch chat. You'll see a toolbar that runs across the middle when you open it. Just hit chat. Send me a text message. So I'll get messages from all over the place. Just got done, if you're just joining me, talking about how the vegan community is upset. Because things like your favorite candy bar are made with milk chocolate. So a Reese's peanut butter cup, they want a vegan Reese's peanut butter cup, which means you got to make the milk chocolate without the milk. Oh, wait a second now. Um, somebody said just uh, out of the many messages that I was getting just a minute ago, well, then why don't they go ahead and make that out of nut milk? Oh, that's a great idea. Now... I don't think they understand how much harm they're doing to the nut community. By the way, that stuff's not always good for you. I was looking at some information from some, I guess, and I'm always skeptical when someone says, I'm an expert, but okay, experts. Health experts, they call themselves, who are looking at alternative milk sources that you can drink, all sorts of different things that are not milk from a cow. And just because it's some other kind of fake milk, not milk from an animal, doesn't mean it's necessarily good for you. For that matter, do you realize the damage you're doing to, you know, let's say you want to go and milk a nut. I don't know how you even find the udders. I mean, it's really traumatizing. Milking a 600-kilogram Holstein? Now that's easy. 
milk and a one gram almond? That's hard. Tiny little udders. Tiny. Picture of my grandfather in World War II. When he got back from the from the war, he started this here nut milkery, and I'm third generation nut milker now, and I love what I do. There's so much confusion in city folk these days. They're talking about nuts don't lactate, nuts don't have nipples. I'll show you a nut nipple. So this is a tandem nut milker. It milks two nuts at a time. Uh, it's comfortable for them. They want to be milked. You'll never see a happier nut than a freshly milked nut. Uh, you can hear them a little bit. If you listen, you hear that, you hear that chirping? That's a happy nut. Back in the old days, we used to train gerbils to milk the nuts, but they would eat some of our herd, and it wasn't ideal. So these dual nut milkers have really changed the game. I'd say, that's well, I know exactly how many we got. We got 564 of these running 24-7. It's quite the operation. So it takes about 200 almonds to get a half gallon of almond milk. All our almonds are fully organic, grass-fed. Oh, this will last them a good month, I'd say. All these ones you see here, these are females. Now, the ones you see in the store, those are all males. They have no udder at all. And most people go their whole lives and see nothing but a male almond because, well, we don't let the females off the farm. You know, it's a hard job, but uh, I'm living the dream, and nothing makes me happier than knowing that my hard work went into making this nut milk happen. I wouldn't do anything else. Did do the vegans ever think about stuff like this? I don't think they do. No, they only think of themselves. Now, on a slightly different so uh, subject here, Scott Berry just sent me this. I've talked about this extensively, but he just found it. Uh, let's see, 19... Predictions gone wrong. I, never, I think the reason he sent this, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, is because I brought up earlier that those people who are pushing on us uh, alternative meats, fake meats and now even fake candy. As they push this stuff, they're trying to convince us, like one article I was reading, oh, there's such a big surge in this market, so many people are loving this stuff and buying. It's not true, these companies are struggling. Some of them are, will be going out of business real soon. And so what's this prediction that it's gonna take over your supermarket? Which is what I was reading in this article. That prediction's not true. Here's some others that Scott sent me. 1960, oil gone in 10 years. 1970, another ice age in 10 years. 1980, ash and rain will destroy crops in 10 years. 1990, the ozone layer will be destroyed in 10 years. 2000, ice caps will be gone in 10 years. It says nothing happened, but it all resulted in more taxes. Yeah, and more borrowing and so on. That's absolutely true. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Another update on this story, somewhat related topic. Ford is seeking a patent to repossess cars remotely. I told you about this just like a week or so ago. It would, if you're not keeping up with your car payments, it would lock your car. First, you get some warnings, then it locks your car, then it cuts off the AC forces the car's audio system to emit some really unpleasant sounds. And if it's one of those self-driving cars, one day you'll wake up and notice that your car is no longer in the driveway. Don't know what happens if it's in the garage. And it just drives itself off. Yeah. One of the reasons why when I go to buy a car, I, I don't I love modern I love modern technology. I really do. But some things I don't want to be all that technologically advanced 
And you're seeing one of the reasons why. Not like I I don't do car payments, by the way. I, I found a different way to do it. I save money and buy a car with the money I saved. So I don't have to worry about that. But still, no, I don't want technology like this in my car. I just honestly don't. That's just enough already. Let's see. Another one that I had for you. Let me see. Oh, let, parking spots. The headline is they're coming for your parking spots. You're just, you're not going to see this story coming. You never imagined this, but here we go. The author says, I've been following urban planning for decades. He says, I know I'm weird. But such controversies matter a lot to our quality of life. Every time you hear a term like walkable, you should think not drivable because urban city planners hate cars. Now, we're talking big city. For those of us living in Wyoming and in the front range of Colorado and so on, you know, you're not big city. You're not those listening in South Dakota and over there in Nebraska. You're not big city. This author says it wasn't always thus. For decades, cities were designed around cars. Anyone who lived outside very dense urban areas, suburbs exist because of cars. Single-family homes, middle class, too. Because of cars, hard to walk and ride. Back in the days when you walked and rode a horse, that's why everything was so close together. Today, now you've got a freestanding store with a big parking lot around it. Urban planners often say and speak, if there were no roads before cars, well, sir, there were, but how did we park? Everybody used a sidewalk to get around or a train or a trolley. And the car ruined everything in their worldview. Everything was a 15-minute drive or more. From New York Times, the U.S. has nearly seven parking spots for every car, according to some estimates. Now cities across the country are overhauling parking requirements for developers, scaling back the number of spots for shopping centers and apartment complexes. One tool of disposal for urban planners, or at their disposal, is the ability to regulate parking. No places to park? Well, fewer cars. And then you'll take public transit, right? Ironically, the tactic doesn't work. Witness New York and Boston, where despite there's no place to park on, the streets are filled with cars, people are finding places to park. In other words, if you don't make the parking place, people will find a place. Spine an empty spot in a parking lot, a driver flicks on the turn signal and steers the car into the space. Little maneuver happens so often across the country, it's done without a second thought. But now, a humble parking spot is suddenly a hot topic. Scrutinizing their parking regulations, cities across the nation are rolling back the requirements for developers. Okay, so they don't want to pave over paradise, in other words. But again, they want to make an area. They want to plan an area where they will decide for you, you're going to park and you're going to walk. Now, I kind of like personally when I go to a downtown area where there's a nice parking garage and once I get there, I can stroll to everywhere I'm going. I'm not the guy who thinks, well, I'm going to go up the block, so I better drive it. I'll walk up the block. That's just fine. But these are the people who want you out of your car altogether. The author says, Pavement Over Paradise, that song, is now being blamed for a number of societal woes, housing crisis climate change, fatalities. The idea that the country has been overbalanced by parking has come as a surprise to residents of cities like Chicago, New York, and Washington, where drivers are routinely hunting for spots. 
Some have got into fistfights over parking spaces. But in a city, minimum parking requirements, as they are called, are being struck down, thrilling those real estate developers who are trying to make more and more what they see as a walkable city. In other words, to get you out of your car. Despite pushback, residents ready to share their favorite spot, hundreds of cities from Gainesville, Florida, I know that place well, to Anchorage have eliminated parking requirements, and some have repealed them altogether. The ultimate goal, though, is just to get you out of your car. I don't think they should have fewer parking spots, but better ways to park than we do right now. And there are ways to do that that they haven't thought of. It doesn't solve the problem. People will still that want to get into an area will find a place to put their car if there's no spot available. So those city planners, once again, are finding that the will of the people always gets around their plans. 917, Wake Up Wyoming. When Twenty-three is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Okay, triple eight ninety-seven. What's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety-seven. W O O D S. So, New York City would like if you're going to be a criminal in New York City, you're going to go there and you know I don't know, buy a plane ticket, fly all the way to New York just to rob a store. Well, I don't know. There's not many people from New York listening to this program, so they would like you to remove your mask before engaging in any criminal activity. Thank you very much. Now, even though look, I went to the city where I'm at to pay a water bill yesterday. And when I walked in the door to where I go to do that, I noticed that all of the plexiglass was down. And let's see, on that note, wake up Wyoming website here. There's other places around Wyoming that are taking off Cheyenne Regional dropping mask requirements. Okay, so if you're heading into Cheyenne Regional, don't worry about it. There's all sorts of places that have just dropped requirements like that. Well, in New York though, they have heavy mask requirements all over the place. All right, New York Times, so it's always suspect when they write something. Here's a tweet from them. To prevent robberies, quote, says the mayor of New York, we are putting out clear call to all of our shops. Do not allow people to enter the store without taking off their face mask. Yeah, that's how they plan. Well, okay, so a guy goes to rob a store. That's why he's wearing the mask in the first place. Didn't we have, we were joking about this when the whole massing first came up. Got to make it really easy for criminals. Everybody's wearing one. So, okay, the story says, in the handles of big city crime fighting, this will go down as one of the most memorable ideas and administration that has bankrupt ideas and just no brain trust has ever thought of. Not long ago, New Yorkers were required to wear face masks if they wanted to enter a store. But Mayor Eric Adams has now said the city's spokeskeeper should adopt an opposite approach. People who refuse to pull down their mask when they first walk into a store should be barred. Oh, so for all of those people out there wearing masks all over the place, you're now being told to pull your mask down because they're afraid you might be a criminal. 
quote, we are putting out clear call to all our shops. Do not allow people to enter the store without taking off their face masks, said the mayor in an interview with 1010 WINS on Monday. And then once they're inside, they can continue to wear if they desire to do so. And see, here's a tweet from someone. Someone who wears mask is the least likely to commit a crime. <laughs> um, in case you still don't know, wearing a mask means we actually care what happens to people, even ones we don't know. Guys like the mayor, Eric Adams, want to see it as a sign of moral deviance instead of moral integrity. Okay, and then they're having a big debate there. What does it mean in New York for COVID if the mayor is telling you to pull your mask down? You might be a criminal. Well, I like the answer here. Well, I mean, it, it shows, I mean, that we care. That's that whole virtue thing, signaling thing again, that we obviously care because we're walking around wearing a mask. Let me see. There's uh, Muffles the COVID mask. Oh, this is a good one to play. Having trouble understanding people through their masks? I'm sorry, what? I, I, don't, I just, I don't understand. Yes, living through the COVID era has caused a lot of communication problems, sometimes with tragic results. I, I don't under... Why did you hit me? But there's not going to be a problem anymore. Not with Muffled, the new COVID mask translator. Oh, no, you don't need to take any language course. Just download the app. And now you can understand what the lady at the grocery store register is actually saying to you. <laughs> or about you. Yes, perfect for those social gatherings. <laughs> those business meetings. <laughs> those romantic encounters. Much like buying a new hearing aid, Muffles clears up what people are actually saying behind those masks so conversations can make sense again. Muffles, the mask translator, now with a new plexiglass filtration system. So, <laughs> I think, though, I still, I'm still going back to that woman in New York City who's, well, you know, we're wearing masks because we care about people that we don't even know about. She needs to be educated a little bit more about that. But, okay, let's see. Um... Hyperventilating. Former cop Adams uh, poo-poo's naysayers. Technically, he insists they will win the day and foil those mass bandits. You see, without their mask, you can take a picture. Oh, they have to. They have to explain this to us. Well, I thought I understood. Adams says. Uh, <laughs> Technology helps cops. Using technology, they have an advantage. You think? So, okay, they have to explain to New Yorkers that with the mask down, we can now identify people and know who the shoplifter is? Say one. Here's another tweet. One advice New York City mayor and the NYPD respectfully requires that you take your mask off before entering the gallery and look at the security camera. And then uh, you're free to wear your mask uh, in the gallery if you wish. I see. Okay, so I guess they're going to have an argument and try to figure out in New York City. What, what about the criminal that doesn't want to take down their mask? I'm, no, I'm just trying to think out loud about that. The criminal comes in and they say, take down your mask so we can see your face and get a picture of you on security cameras. And the guy says, no, this is my gun. I'm here to rob you. I'm not going to take my mask now. Then what do they do? Well, I think they have to sit down and have a little talk about this and figure it out. What if the guy refuses to? 
and points out that he has a gun and he's there to rob. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Nine thirty-six of time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Still cold out there. Single digits where I am right now. Yeah, all right, that'll that'll change. It will get slowly warmer over time. It'll happen. Spring will get here. This is called global warming or something like that. I'll live with it. From Cowboy State Daily. Hey, ladies, you're gonna love this one. Gillette woman wins an argument. Now you think right away the woman won the argument. Of course. Gillette woman wins argument by dropping boyfriend at sheriff's office where he was arrested. Well, that's one way to do it. The story is that Gillette woman was in an argument with her boyfriend last week. 27-year-old woman driving her car with a 32-year-old boyfriend. He was yelling at her. Uh, She was uh, yelling at the woman, and she told him to get out of the car. He wouldn't get out of the car. So she drove to the sheriff's office. Well, that's one way to do it. You're not going to get out of the car. I'm going to go to the police office here, and I'm going to tell them I told you to get out of the car, and you didn't. Well, the guy gets out and runs because he has warrants. There were three municipal warrants for his arrest. Failure to pay for a driving suspension. Failure to pay for driving under suspension and driving without insurance or registration. There's a couple of them. He decided to vacate the area as fast as he could, said Mr. Pawnell, adding that didn't take long for deputies to catch up with him. Pawnell didn't know for certain if the woman intended for him to be arrested. She was just seeking a safe place and wanted him out of the car. Now, ladies, that is a smart thing. If the guy is just out of control, go to some place where he can't be a bother to you because she's surrounded by cops. Quote, she probably identified that he had warrants and i'm sorry uh probably yeah probably identified she had warrants and she was still tired of him yelling and screaming so you know kind of a win-win for everyone it would make the deputy's jobs a lot easier if other people would simply just drop suspects by a week after the incident he's no longer in police custody not at this time anyway but he's got to deal with everything now that's a great way to do it just a thought. I'm just going to toss this out. Do you know someone who has multiple warrants or even just one for that matter? Well, why not just go ahead and take them on a nice little drive? Take them out for ice cream, something like that. Just drop them by the police station. Now, I'm sure as soon as you pull up to the police station, they're going to get out and run. I'm sure that's going to happen, just like happened in Gillette. But, you know, if you kind of know in advance, if you tell the police in advance, I'm coming with this guy, and he's got a warrant or warrants, then they can be ready for all of that. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and maybe police officers around the state can back me up. If you want to set up like that, you don't even necessarily have to go to the police station with the guy. You can just tell the cops where he's at. (laughs) How many people out there are on different kinds of outstanding warrants and people around them have just had about enough of these jerks? Well, if you know he's wanted for something, uh, there you go. Okay. Rhiannon for danger. 
Well, simple answer, lift the gun-free zone so people can pack some heat. Oh, I see. She's going back to New York City where they're asking people, when you walk into a retail store, uh, store owners tell them to take their mask off so the camera can get a shot of them. Most retail stores have cameras. Let's get a picture of this person. Then they can put their mask back on and continue shopping. My argument was a thief isn't going to agree to pull his mask down. He's going to simply keep his mask on and inform them, and I have a gun. I know this is a shock to New Yorkers, but thieves don't play by the rules. So Rianne is saying, yeah, well, if um, we lift the gun-free zone so the owners of these stores can have their own guns. Let me see. I-80 John. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. That's true. Grandpa Rich, the environmentalist, would like uh, me. I idle my car the whole time I'm listening to your show. Really? Oh, hang on a second, Grandpa. See, Grandpa Rich has a truck, big pickup truck. So the whole time he's listening to this show, which is a four-hour radio show, the truck is idling. Okay, is it cold? I think you told me it was cold where you are there, Rich. So he's trying to add to global warming, and I'm doing my part by keeping him in his vehicle. That's good. Chet and Yoder, that's the thing. Uh, that, that's the new thing. Trump wants flying cars, the new cities on uh, available federal land, and other stuff. Okay, check out his CPAC speech. Oh, Trump wanted flying cars. I've been waiting for flying cars since I was a kid. By the way, you've actually always been able to buy a flying car. I know we're on all sorts of different topics right now. Uh, they just don't look like the ones that you saw in, you know, a lot of sci-fi magazines or articles about flying cars. But you've always been able to buy a flying car. They're usually airplanes that you can remove the wings and go driving off the body into town. They've always existed, just so you know. All right, 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Glenn Woods, on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show. Forty-seven. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino waiting by. Hey, Frank, you ever have any problems with solicitors knocking on your door? No, they they they, they normally call. Okay. Oh, okay. I you know, well, now I don't really have a problem with solicitors calling, but then again, my phone is normally on do not disturb. Yes. And I answer people back later, so that solves right, that and, problem. And if I don't see a name, yeah. associated with the number, pass. Right. Now, do you remember the days of people? door-to-door -door selling vacuums yes. yeah encyclopedias right that's very rare yeah i did see this sign here i wonder some people might have this problem this sign <clears throat> no soliciting one we are too broke to buy anything that's entirely yeah perfect if, if your house looks that way you're not gonna i love the houses that are just the worst pieces of property you've ever seen and it says no trespassing mm -hmm. why, why would you trespass there Right. It's a dump, but okay. Uh, two, we know who we're voting for. Okay, that's good. Don't bother knocking on my door and try to convince me to vote for your guy. Yes, we have found Jesus. <laughs> Seriously, unless you're selling Thin Mints. <laughs> now, those I would let through. Yeah, oh, yeah. Girl Scouts only. Oh, well, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the bottom it says, please just go away. Please. Yeah, just go. I haven't had a problem with somebody on my door in quite a while. 
Instead, it's those annoying little pop-up ads on my computer. Oh, boy. That they found a different way. Oh, yeah, but the common denominator is yeah. still annoying. Right. Now, do you... How, how much email spam do you get? Well, I get enough of it, you know, and okay. you try to block that stuff, and you know, right. and but but there's 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 a steady flow every day. Right. I oftentimes have people around work tell me, "Hey, I, I sent you this note a little while ago that you didn't see it." No, I get so much junk that I have no idea. That's where it's not anyone knocking on my door. And it's not so much my phone ringing. I never needed a do not call list because, again, I call people back if they call me. Mm -hmm. So that solves that problem. It's I can't use email. Right. I, I don't know how. I mean, I, I still get email uh, from previous addresses. Right. Business-wise right. that still managed to come through. Okay. Junk mail in your mailbox. Yes. Okay, uh, mine is severely limited. I mean, I don't get a whole lot of it, but oftentimes I open it out of amusement. Oh, you'd be amazed. Yeah. I, well, like, there, I got one, this is a few years ago, I got one from a car dealership. Now, first off, it looked like it was an overnight express package, but it was too small, and the stamp said bulk rate. <laughs> and then I open up the inside, and it's a check for $5,000. How about that? That says that I can't cash it. It's only to be used at the dealership, oh. which you know is a fake check for a car whose price they jacked up $5,000. What, what about that little fake metal key? Yes, that too. So what I did was I sent all of that back to the dealer, and I said, you lied to me five times before I ever walked through your front door. Why would I do business with you? Never got anything from them ever again. Really? Wow. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls are a victory away from the NCAA tournament after a 65-56 victory over Colorado State in the semifinals of the Mountain West Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Douglas High School grad Allison Furtig with 15 points and 15 boards. Grace Ellis with a double-double, 10 points and 12 rebounds. UW is 22-9 and and will face number 21 UNLV at 8 p.m. tonight for all the marbles of the Thomas and Mack Center. UNLV has won 21 games in a row. Wyoming Cowboys will play New Mexico tonight in Vegas in the Mountain West Conference. Conference tournament. The Pokes have endured just an awful season with a record of 9 and 21. They are the 11th seed in the tournament. New Mexico is 21 and 10, but also started the season 14 and 0. So, what happened to them? The teams did split their meetings this year, each winning on the road. The Pokes lost by one in Laramie to the Lobos and posted a 14 point win and at the pit in Albuquerque. It's a 5 p.m. start tonight from Vegas. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. State 3A and 4A high school basketball tournament starts tomorrow in Casper on the 4A boys side of things. For the first round games played at Natrona County High School, Cheyenne East is a two seed. They'll play Jackson at noon. Laramie is a three seed and will play Riverton at 730. On the 4A girls side in the first round at Natrona tomorrow, Kelly Walsh a three seed. Tangos with Thunder Basin at 1030. Cheyenne East, the defending 4A champion, plays Star Valley at 430. The 2A girls basketball state champion Burns had two players make all state. DJ Core and Jordan Grice. Greece uh, and the Bronx defeated rival Lingle Fort Laramie on Saturday to claim their first state championship in girls basketball. The state high school alpine skiing championships wrapped up over the weekend in Jackson. The Jackson boys won their 12th consecutive state title with uh, Owen Jensen winning the slalom and Travis Demores winning the giant slalom for the Bronx. And Gavin Wright of Natrona finished 7th. Kenny Lacko of Kelly Walsh 8th. And the slalom Bright took 8th. And teammate Cody Crawford was 8th in 6th and 8th. And on the girls side in the state alpine meet, the Jackson 
Jackson girls won the state championship for the 14th consecutive year. Natrona second, Kelly Walsh third. Taylor Smith of Jackson won both the Giants slalom and slalom races. Natrona's Alika Blair was seventh in the slalom. Kelly Walsh's Lou Reed was eighth in the GS. Laramie's McCrea Doyle took seventh. And Natrona Sam Crawford was eighth. And that's it in sports. There's a very popular writer for newspapers in Florida. He's known all over the state. He got tired of telemarketers, so he found their office phone numbers ah. and published them. Really? And told people, call them and harass them like they harass you. And it shut the company down for like months. I mean, it was just horrible. These poor telemarketers couldn't call out. <laughs> Everybody was calling them. <laughs> <laughs> Business arrives at your front door. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, how about a taste of your own medicine? Exactly. How about that? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Hey, we're coming up on some local business we have to take care of. And there's going to be news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming. So I 